Thank you for tuning in to another week of the Lucky Par Podcast with your hosts, Jason and Josh Lau. This week we are in Jackson, Mississippi for the Sanderson Farms Championship, and we're going to discuss last week's results of the Ryder Cup. Josh, how about the Ryder Cup last week? Man, I'll tell you what, what a uh, what a fun-filled weekend that was. Um, it was a great event. We finally got to witness a Ryder Cup after a one-year delay due to COVID, so that was pretty cool. A um, little different format than we're used to, team event. They had uh, two days of foursomes and four ball, and then the final day was the singles match, so that was cool. And the best part about that is the U.S. walked away with one of Actually, they walked away with the largest margin ever in Ryder Cup history uh, in this particular format, 19 to 9. So that was pretty cool to see that that type of uh, ass whooping um, over the weekend. It was pretty cool. So there was a lot of stuff that went on, uh, a lot that went on over the weekend. I mean, from Jordan Speed to Dustin Johnson being an animal. To a little Bryson uh, and uh, Kepka hug. That was interesting. <laughs> but we'll get into some of that. But the biggest takeaway I like that was I thought was really cool from um, the Ryder Cup was Dustin Johnson. The guy went 5-0 and this week. I mean, it was, it was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. I mean, he started off Friday morning foursomes um, with Colin Morikawa. And those two took down Paul Casey and Victor Hovland in 16 holes. They went three and two. And then Friday afternoon, he uh, he paired up with your boy Shoffley, and they beat Weisberger and Paul Casey two and one. And then guess what? The captains decided, you know what? Saturday morning, Colin Morikawa, they got it done Friday morning. Let's keep the same. So guess what they did again? Same pairing. And this time, uh, they took down Paul Casey and Terrell Hatton, two and one. So that means Paul Casey, the first three matches, he faced Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson, and Dustin Johnson, and lost all three. How about that? You got to feel like a real freaking. Oh, God. Hey, Josh, let's let's talk a little bit about how uh, you hated. These matchups, or I guess DraftKings, the betting part of it, uh, you were very disappointed. Oh my god, I was so pissed about that. Um, it was the unfortunate thing was is if you didn't sit there and watch your lineup and tinker with it just before they went out Friday, you. The problem is, is once Friday went off, you didn't know what players were playing and what weren't. So the issue is, is I had a few players during round one that didn't even compete and that's partially my fault for not looking just before they went out but it's just frustrating you see all these points going up against you uh in a DraftKings event and there's other guys that have four or five all six guys go playing the first round and I'm sitting here with like three of my guys sitting out I'm like this is a joke so that was that was a little ridiculous. So needless to say, that the first day buried me because a lot of my guys sat out. Um, so your best your best stuff. deal would have been to watch the uh, the team picks Thursday night during oh, the uh, ceremony. To, to watch, yeah, to see who um, who is going to be active for Friday. So, but yeah, 
it, yeah, that's frustrating. And then another, besides Dustin Johnson going 5-0, and it was pretty cool watching. Uh, did you see Jordan Spieth almost run into Lake Michigan? <laughs> I did, with that, uh, with, with that, chip, that upward chip shot he had. Yeah, so he was greenside and some like heavy. If you haven't watched the replay, hop on YouTube. It, it's crazy. I mean, if you put John Rom or or Lowry in that position, they are tumbling down the side of that hill just because I think Spieth's a little more athletic with his feet than they would be. But they'd be stumbling down. The, they would have ended up in Lake Michigan. It was insane. He literally hits the chip shot, turns. Doesn't even get to see where it lands. He's running full speed down a cliff in full speed and just stops literally like five feet before Lake Michigan. It was it was pretty funny. So do you think so I, you think any of that was kind of over dramatic? You think he was a little over dramatic I mean, with a lot it? Of speed. I mean, yeah, but towards the end he probably got a little over dramatic. Uh, yeah, he could have. He he could have probably put the brakes on a little more, but. Like I said, though, if it was one of your bigger guys, they weren't stopping. They were they would have face planted right in Lake Michigan. So I will tell you though that uh, I did win money this weekend with the Ryder Cup. All my guys did play. A uh, little disappointed uh, because if I would have went with uh, Dustin Johnson, probably over another one of my picks, it would have been a heck of a lot more money. I would have won. So I was pretty proud with my team, but, you know, I wish I would have traded out a few. Dustin Johnson and Garcia um, would have kept me from winning the thing. So I was, you know, biting my tongue a little bit just because I, I don't know. Dustin Johnson, he just didn't stat out well, and he came out and and blew it up. I mean, he just – he. Um, he played amazing. I mean, i got to give it I'll to the I'll tell you, one guy that was a big fan of Dustin Johnson last week before the tournament – yeah. Talking to him right, right. here. All right, Mr. Uh, Ian Poulter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Ian Poulter. The only thing that got me this weekend with Ian Poulter was his emotions at, at the end. I mean, he got very emotional at the end. He was a. Those, I, I will give it up to the European guys. I mean, those European guys are diehard into it and they get very oh, emotional sure. about it for sure i think i think rory was even crying saying he should have did more to uh help the international team so yeah i mean it it is what it is i mean uh, you know the americans are on home turf you know when we go over there play the Ryder cup it's a little bit different um so i mean <laughs> we be- had the advantage okay. but... so we didn't even bring this up how about all the practice swings every time <laughs> <laughs> where the crowd was just <laughs> where the crowd was just going was at him great. yeah it was great yeah that was great it was awesome so do you have any more input about the Ryder cup um i mean you placed well you did yeah well. i mean i was a little my, disappointed but. i mean my the guy i wish garcia i would have traded out paul casey for garcia car uh paul casey went zero and four so he had four um and then um well I mean, three of his losses were to freaking dustin johnson in the first two days yeah uh i was pretty uh pretty happy with john rom's performance he went three one and one um who else did i have from the european team i think that was about it uh i did avoid weisberger he went oh and three um yeah 
and then uh, you, I mean, you picked up Deshambo. Deshambo didn't do too too bad. I mean, he went two zero and one. I did have Harris English. He was another one. I wish I would have traded out. He was one and two. Um, yeah, Morikawa. I mean, Xander Shoffley really scored for me. Uh, he was my captain's pick, and he put up. Quite a bit of points. He went three and one. Um, but can you imagine if you took Justin Johnson as your captain? No. Yeah, I know. That's. I guarantee you every single tournament, the winner of that tournament had Dustin Johnson as their captain, hands down. Because I mean, the guy went five and zero. Oh. Nobody else is competing with that. Um, so getting one and a half times your points, there's no doubt. Every single tournament, the winner had. They had to have Dustin Johnson. I mean, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I would like to think it is. Um, Keith, but the- that's what that's what I'm saying, though. That's why this format this week was so weird. Because I mean, if you, you Dustin Johnson took down Paul Casey in three matches, so guess what? Paul Casey didn't get many points. But if this was a regular event, Paul Casey could have went out there and shot 67, and he would have got a lot of points for you. That's why it doesn't. It didn't even matter what these guys were shooting. It just mattered that if they were winning holes against their opponent, they bo- both teams could have shot freaking 78. And whoever won the most holes was getting the majority of the points. So that it's fun, though. I mean, this happens, what, every every two years? So it's just yeah. something a little different to play with gambling-wise. But it's not like your regular event. So you, you really just got to take this with a grain of salt. I mean, key takeaway, honestly, um, biggest thing that we need uh, for next Ryder Cup is just kind of keep in mind, you want to wait till after the final lineups during the ceremony to really choose your, your team, see who's playing. I mean, get a group of guys together that you know you want to put in there, but, you know, for sure play the guys that you know that are going to be playing, because Josh really got screwed this weekend. He put in some players that obviously they they didn't play round one and it really screwed they once i saw three of the three or four of them not i think it was three of them in one of my lineups not playing round one i left DraftKings. i i didn't even look at it again i'm like there's i have no chance zero chance here so (laughs) but yeah i agree with jason there you gotta make sure and i can't stress enough i'm an idiot for not doing it you have to check um, I mean, two years from now, you can do it, but you got to check your lineups just before they go out and make sure you guys are playing. So, um, so you want to hop back into, uh, but you want to hop into well, the next event? The yeah, Sanders we're going Farms to the Sanderson Farm Championship, uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Josh, you got the course uh, breakdown as well as the Yeah, as I well. got everything. So, um, Actually, speaking of Sergio Garcia, Jason says he should have swapped for Sergio. Sergio was actually last year's winner here um, at at uh, Country Club of Jackson. So Sergio, last year, he won by one shot. He, he shot a first and second round 68, followed that up by a third round 66, and a final round 67 to shoot a total of 18 under. This was actually his Sergio's first. First win since the Masters in April of 2017. Can you believe that? That guy, he's he's been on tour forever, but I mean, for him to go winless for that many years, you you know Sergio to make top five, 15s and stuff like that, but I guess you really don't hear his name winning too much. But anyhow, he, his last win was the Masters of April of 2017. Um, 
Sergio also went 3-1 and one last week at the Ryder Cup. That's why Jay was high on him and wishing he took him because if you pair Sergio up with Dustin Johnson, Jay had the winning lineup, hands down. So so let's see if uh, Sergio can keep the momentum going and defend his title here again this year. Um, I believe that's the only reason why he's here this year, probably. I mean, after the Ryder Cup, uh, most of these guys are taking a break. I think if not all of them took a break, none of them are playing besides Sergio. But the course breakdown here is, again, the golf course. We're actually playing uh, Country Club of Jackson, and that's in Jackson, Mississippi. It's a par 72. The weather, uh, there's a slight chance of rain on Thursday, but that's pretty much it. From Friday through the weekend, the weather looks great. Uh, Lows in the mid-60s, highs in the mid-80s. The length of this course this week is measuring at just over 7,400 yards. Um, The fairways are a bit harder to hit than your normal tour event. But again, this is just like um, when they played the Fortinet Open in Napa Valley a few weeks back. It's not that big of a deal if you miss the fairways because the rough here is pretty friendly too. They're only expecting the rough to be a couple inches thick. The greens here are Bermuda greens. They're average uh at best for tour rating as far as difficulty goes but these greens are known to be very very quick um the field like i said earlier a lot of your best players just got done with the Ryder cup so therefore it it's pretty weak in comparison to a normal event the winning score here the winning score here is probably going to be similar to the Fortinet Open as well. It's going to be somewhere around 18, 19, 20 under par, give or take a few. And your optimal lineup for this event is going to be your approach. So you need players that hit a good approach shot and putting. So um, I may take some, I, I did take some players into consideration that putt well on Bermuda, and I'm sure Jay is as well. Um, but that's it. That's your course breakdown. And we are not going to hold, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right into it, Jay. So you ready to do this? Yeah. So we're going to go with the 10,000 and above. Um, I'm going to shoot for Garcia this week in one of my lineups. He's right at 10, five, uh, last. And, and, and I mean, I, I just loved his performance as well in the Ryder cup. But the last 32 rounds, second tee to green, two in ball striking, second off the tee, fifth in, a, in approach, 50th in putting on Bermuda, but second in DraftKings uh, points. Uh, not his preferred putting surface finished, 14th at the Tour Championship at Eastlake, which were Bermuda. Sergio is also coming off the Ryder Cup with three wins and one half. Uh, he will be. He will have his game going. For this week, week's tournament, it and I mean I just have um, trust in him. I mean he's coming off of a pretty solid record um, with the Ryder Cup. I do have another choice here uh, in the ten thousand range at ten one. I'm gonna go with Sung J Sung J M. Um, yeah. Last last fifty rounds, fourth total. Um, Shots gained sixth in ball striking, fourth off the tee, 33rd in approach, and 18th in putting on Bermuda, averaging almost uh, 40% on Bermuda putting surface, three top finishes at the last three tournaments, and third in the BMW. But before I go into my avoid, Josh, what do you got here in 10,000, and then I'll get to my avoid. 
Okay, Sung J M J is at ten three, ten one. Just uh, well, to clarify that. Thank you. So, uh, <clears throat> yep, anytime. So, I am actually taking it. He's eleven thousand. He's your top guy, Sam Burns, this week. So, when you look at his stats over the last twenty four, thirty six, and fifty rounds, Burns is the guy that stands out for me here. He's made his last five cuts in a row and finished second at the WCG St. Jude Tournament, eighth at the BMW back in August. Now, I know he's very expensive, so um, if you do decide to pick this guy, you need to make sure you're pretty confident that he's going to make the cut. So, Because you're going to drain a lot of your budget spending $11,000 on a guy. Um, And let's go over some of his stats. In the last 24 rounds, Sam... Sam Burns ranks good, uh, 63rd in approach, so that's eh, right around mid-pack. Uh, he's second in putting, though, so that was kind of impressive in the last 24 rounds. And he's also sixth in total shots gained in the last 24 rounds. So if you push it back a little further in his last 36 rounds, he's 10th in approach, and he's number one in putting in this field, and he's second in total shots gained. So... I like Sam Burns. Again, um, know that if you're spending 11000 on this guy, you're going to have to pick some guys way down there um, to meet to meet your budget. Um, the, my second pick here, again, uh, I do like who Jay has, Sung Jay M at 10300 um, This is the only other guy I might take at this price range. He's Like Jay said, I mean, this guy's made eight cuts in a row. And finishing third at the BMW and eighth at the Rocket Mortgage. So he could be a good pick this week. Uh, Jay gave you some of his stats. The only thing that concerns me with this guy is his putting. It's He's not the worst putter, but he's not the best putter. He, in his last 24 rounds, he he's uh, 53rd in putting. And then his last 36, he is 50th in putting. But besides that, the rest of his stats look good. Um, if he can get his putter going, I think he, uh, I think he can... He can fare well, and he has potential to win this event if that putter gets hot. My avoid here, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a specific guy I want to avoid. I can see all of them winning this event in that price range. I just don't like them all. Um, I'm not comfortable enough to pick an avoid here for you guys. So what do you got, Jay? Well, Josh, I'm going to have to uh, go against you a little bit with one of your picks. I mean... Sam Burns, he is highly, uh, I mean, he's highly priced here. Um, Josh, you did well statting him out. I mean, the guy is an amazing putter on Bermuda. That's what he's got going for him uh, this week. Um, He's, you know, 70%, I would say close to, if not, in shots gained on Bermuda. Um, But my biggest thing with, uh, with Burns is, you know, if you're not hitting greens, what's putting matter? Uh, Sam Sam Burns to me has quite a pattern when it comes to finishes in the last t- ten tournaments. First, I mean he did finish first at the Las Par, second at the Byron, and then went fiftieth at the Memorial. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open, thirteenth at the Travelers, seventy sixth at the Open, second in the St. Jude, and then eighth at the BMW, eighteenth at the Tour Championship, and then missed three cuts in a row earlier this year. So, to me, his game, he's just kind of up and down. He To me, he would be a risky pick. I mean, I 
Josh, you know, he's going to be in one of your lineups. He is highly priced. That is the biggest reason why I'm kind of going to avoid him, even though he is great in uh, on Bermuda Greens. He's just too highly priced for me with the patterns um, in his current play or in his tournaments. So, sorry, Josh, but... Um, no, I mean, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. No need to say sorry. <laughs> when he plays well, it's going to be nice. Yeah. I, I'm basing it all off recent form. I'm a big recent form guy, so that's why I picked him. He is going to be high-owned. Um, his calculated ownership is going to be roughly around 17% in this category. Uh, Sung J.M., he's also going to be highly owned. He's looking at 8, 18%, and your well, we're going to get into the 9,000K yeah. range. So let's go ahead and jump into well, that. Well, I mean, and again, in Burns' situation, if he was closer to, you know, like, if he was like 10,000 or a little more than just 10, I would probably definitely put him in my lineup. Uh, he's just too much money for me this week. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll get over Burns. <laughs> Yeah, we'll I, I mean, I do like Sung Jay for um, price difference. I, I agree with that. But the only other guy I would look at for me personally is Sam Burns. So we'll see, though. We'll see you next week. We'll yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll see the results and we'll go over them <laughs> next week for sure. I mean, I don't know, Mr. Ian Poulter. I don't know if I'm going to let you go with that one. Oh, dude, I love Ian Poulter. <laughs> I might pick him again this week and there he's not even go. playing. Okay. I might leave. I might leave a spot empty in my lineup just hey, for him. Well, it'll, it, hey, you might as well. He, you know, I mean, you, you couple of your guys in the first round of the Ryder Cup didn't play, so yeah, same difference. <laughs> I get the same amount of points. What's it matter? So, <laughs> all right, let's jump down to the nine thousand. Uh, I'm gonna go at right at ninety four hundred. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tringali. Uh, I think I picked him uh, with the what Fournit tournament. Yes, uh, you did. I did. 9,400, last 50 rounds, seventh total uh, shots gained, fifth in tee to green, 13 in ball striking, uh, seventh in strokes gained, 15th in approach, and eighth. Uh, I mean, eighth around the green, 22nd in putting on Bermuda. Even though Cameron is putting surface of choice is Poana, uh, he's finished 13th at the Honda, ninth at the Valero Texas Open, and third at the Velocipar earlier this year. All those courses were played on Bermuda. So, um, you know, he's he. it's not his putting surface of choice, but his uh, previous finishes were all Bermuda greens. And then I'm going to jump down to right at 9,000. I'm going to go with Charlie Hoffman here. Uh, last 50, 50 rounds, to, uh, second total shots gained, fourth tee to green, third in ball striking, uh, one in approach, and 17th in putting on Bermuda. Hoffman, uh, Hoffman's uh, favorite putting surface when it comes to strokes gained is both Poana and Bermuda, uh, close to around uh, 10%. But Hoffman has uh, three top 10 finishes this year. Seventh at the AT&T Pro-Am, second at the Valero Texas Open, and third at the Charles Schwab. But before we go into my avoid, Josh, uh, what do you got here with your picks in the 9, 9K? Okay, so the 9K, um, I also like Tringali here at 9,400. He's been really consistent the last 24 and 36 rounds. He made six six cuts in a row, um, and then his last missed cut was in 
in June um, at the Travelers. But he does struggle a little bit off the tee. But again, tee ball doesn't matter. I don't think it's a huge factor here. Um, his, like I said, he's been consistent in his last 24 rounds. He's been ninth in approach, seventh in a putting, in putting, and eighth in total shot gain. And in his last 36 rounds, he's been 23rd in approach, sixth in putting, and tenth in total shots gain. So I do like uh, Jay's pick here, Tringali. I have him as well. And then Harold Varner the third is my other pick here. He's at 9,200. Um, if you remember, I did like him a few weeks ago at the Fortinet Championship at Silverado Resort and Spa. I think he was 9,100 for that tournament. So he bumped up 100 bucks. Uh, still worth taking, especially in this field. He ended up finishing uh, tied for 16th a few weeks back. So I do like him. Just to remind you of his recent play, he now had he now has four top 20 finishes in his last six events. So in his last 24 rounds, he ranks 10th in approach, 14th in putting, and fifth in total shots gained. In his last 36 rounds, he finishes he he ranks 13th in approach, 28th in putting, and 12th in total shot gained. So let me get actually I want to get. The price, his calculated ownership here. He was at ninety two hundred. He is going to be owned about ten percent, so it's not bad, and it's not the best. But ten percent—that's pretty good ownership. I would—I like him at ten percent. So my avoid here is at ninety five hundred. It is Siwoo Kim. Although he did place 11th a few weeks back at the Fortinet Championship and second at the Wyndham in mid-August, he just doesn't check the boxes for me. His approach and putting have been among the worst on tour lately, and there's just too many safer options in this price range than to spend this kind of money on this guy. So Siwoo is my avoid, um, and I'm sticking with it. What do you like, Jay? Well, uh, void-wise, uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower. 9,300, uh, Sebastian Munoz. Uh, last yep. last 50 rounds, 71st in sh- uh, shots gained, 65th. Tita Green, 100th in uh, strokes gained, 61 in approach, and 111th. Around the green, 70th in putting, and 86th in DraftKings points. Uh, he's missed five cuts in the last 10 tournaments. It's like flipping a coin with this guy uh, if he's in your lineup because I'm avoiding him at all costs. I don't mind that. All right, so that actually throws us into the 8K range. Do you want to continue on to the 8K? Yeah, I've got one pick here. The 8K range was a little tough. What do you say, Josh? I mean, it was yeah, it wasn't it was much. Tough. Yeah. Um, but if you've got somebody to pick in the 8K, I'm going to go with uh, Gary Woodland at 8400 uh, last 50 rounds, 80 in total shots gained, 31st tee to green, 9th in approach, and 30th in putting, uh, and 13th in draft king points. Uh, before I get to my boy, Josh, who do you have here in the 8K range? Uh, my 8K is at 8,800 Seamus Powers. Um, Seamus Power. I On paper, he looks great. Uh, not a lot of people know about Mr. Powers. Um, but he's, Who, uh, Austin? 30... <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Austin powers. 
Yeah, I knew. I, that's why I said Mr. Powers. <laughs> I want a, I want a humble. Um, but he's a 34 year old. He started off slow with three missed cuts in a row, but since then he's made his last 11 cuts. And with that, he had four top tens and one victory at the Barbasol back in July. Um, again, he's not really like a crazy well-known guy, but he's definitely a talented player. And he just stats out so good in this price range. In the last 24 rounds, he's fifth in approach, eighth in putting, first in total shot gained. And in the last 36 rounds, he's sixth in approach, 16th in putting, and first in total shot gained again. So he looks great on paper. His calculated ownership is going to be roughly 16%, though. Um, I do have one more pick in this area, and that is Aaron Wise. He's at 8,300. This is another good player that has been on great form lately, but I would play him with caution. Aaron made his last nine cuts in a row, two of them being top 10 finishes. The only thing keeping Aaron from having a breakout finish and possibly a win is his putter. Uh, this is where he loses all his shots every round. He loses it with the putter. And again, we know the putter is very important this week. So again, that's why I say play with caution. Um, so I don't think he'll win the event, but I think that I feel like he's a guy that can make the cut for you. So in his last 24, he's 30th in approach. Here's his putting 88th in putting 21, 21st in total shot gains in his last 36 rounds. He's 26 in approach. And again, his putting 74th in putting. So you can see he, he struggles there with the putter. And let me get you his ownership percentage. It's going to be, he's going to be roughly about 15% owned here. My avoid in this range is Matthew Wolf, 8,500. I'm not sure what's going on with this kid, but. Must um, be the swing. Well, yeah, I guess you can start with a swing. But I mean, I'll tell you what, when he first came on tour, he, he did things that there were so many people trying to imitate his swing. That's how good he was playing. But he's missed his last – he's just missed a lot of cuts over the last 24 and 36 rounds. His stats look awful. Um, they just pop up fire red on my screen, which red in our case is not good across the board. Um, with that being said, in his last 10 events, Matthew Wolf had three missed cuts and two top 20 finishes. So that's his last 10 events. He missed three cuts and top two top 20 finishes. He's just too much risk to play this week. Uh, his last 24 rounds, he is 70th in approach, 67th in putting. In his last 36, he is 49th in approach and 52 in putting. And his calculated ownership is going to be pretty low. I mean, it's 10%. So who's your avoid here, Jay? Uh, right at 8K, uh, Mathis... Schwab uh, last 63 rounds uh quite a bit of rounds but 94th in total shot uh shots gained 73rd in ball striking 80 um 87 in approach 104th in putting missed three uh three out of the last five tournaments one of them being this tournament last year uh so he did miss the cut this uh this tournament last year so he's gonna make my total avoid here at 8k 
So are we ready to dig down into the 7K? I'll start it off with... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Right at 7,400, Lanto Griffin. Last 35 rounds, 21st in total shots gained, 28th in ball striking, 18th in approach, 15th in putting on Bermuda. So Griffin's favorite putting surface is Bermuda, and he's averaging at about a quarter of his uh, strokes gained here on Bermuda. So um, my biggest pick here, uh, just because his you know his choice of putting here. What do you got, Josh, in the seven K? Uh, my seven K range. I am starting out at seventy six hundred. I'm taking Patrick Rogers here. Um, this price range is difficult for this tournament, but this is one of the only guys that really stands out to me in this range. Um, after missing the cut at the Wyndham, Rogers made a nice bounce back and finished sixth a couple weeks back at the Fortinet Championship. In his last 10 events, he did have two missed cuts, but he also had two top 10 finishes. Um, the players in this price range are very tough to find. So I think if you're still struggling in this price range, Patrick Rogers should definitely be on your radar in this 7K range. In the last 24 rounds, his approach is... <sighs> okay at best 72 at approach and 40th and putting seventh in total shots gained though throughout the round um his calculated ownership i had all these on here and they just disappeared from my document so his calculated ownership is going to be right around 11 percent um i avoid here there are a bunch of guys to avoid here because I think the 7K range is what our big, biggest range besides the 6K. But, I mean, it's there's a lot of golfers you can pick in the 7K range. And most of them, most of your avoids are right around that 7,100 mark. So that's all I can say. I didn't want to break down. I mean, there's like eight, maybe seven golfers, six, seven golfers right around that 7,100 mark. I just didn't want to list them all. Um, so if you're going to go but, into save seven uh, k, don't pick anybody seventy one hundred or below. Exactly. So I mean, Brendan Steele, he missed literally three cuts out of his last five starts. So let's just avoid him altogether. Altogether, Alf Alpha Barnrat, Alfie Barnrat. I can never say his name right. Um, in his last ten events, he's he's missed seven cuts. He's played 10 events and he's only made three cuts. So just avoid the 7,100 range. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to. All I'm, right. Well, my avoid's going to be right at 7,300, uh, Lucas Herbert. Uh, okay. Last. last uh, <laughs> all I can think of is Herbert the Pervert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know who that is. Uh, come on. Who the um, hell is Herbert the Pervert? Herbert the Pervert? You hadn't heard of the Herbert the Pervert? No. Is okay. that like, uh, what Just the hell's that look, guy's look, name? <laughs> <laughs> Wee Herman? Is no, that like one of No, him? no. Just look him up on, uh, on YouTube. You'll, uh, you'll know who he is for sure. Is it, is it comedy? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Herb the Perb. Family guy. Come on. Come on, Josh. Family guy. Oh, you never okay. watched Family yeah. Guy in your life? No, I, I, I did watch Family Guy. Now now I know who you're talking about. Is okay. that the old guy that's exactly. coming to my sh- coming to my house? Yeah. I got some <laughs> popsicles in the freezer. I got some popsicles for you in the freezer. 
<laughs> so uh, that that could be why he's my boy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, uh, last <laughs> last thirty five rounds, one hundred four total shots gained, eighty fifth in ball striking, ninety four in approach, forty seventh putting. Um, missed three cuts out of the last five tournaments. His preferred putting surface is bent. Um, so, uh, not, not good here with Bermuda greens anyway, but. So you're telling me my favorite putting surface is bent? <laughs> His favorite is bent. All right. So, okay. So what about your 6k range? Let me start my 6k range off Jay, and I'll let you. That's fine. It. I only have one, uh, one pick, one avoid. So. Yeah, that's fine because I have no picks, no avoids here. Oh, uh, I honestly, I sat here and looked at this range for probably 45 minutes. I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. Just I'm very analytical and I'm going through stats and recent form and just nobody stands out. Like they're just 6K range is god awful. Now, don't get me wrong. You need people in the 6K range if you're building a heavy lineup. So I apologize. I just couldn't take somebody and put them on paper. Jay, this is where Jay's going to help you out here. Uh, Camillo at 6,700. I did see him, but... Camillo. Come on, pronounce his last name for me. Vel... Vigegas? Vigegas. Vigegas? Yeah, it's right at 6,700. So I, I really it's did like... Spider-Man, that's all. There you go. Uh, last 38 rounds, 13th in total shots gained. 19th tee to green, 6th in uh, sh- uh, shots gains, uh, 14th in, or 13th in total shots gains, but uh, 14th in approach and 15th in DraftKings. Um, he's he's made the cut in the last five tournaments, so I mean, right here yeah, at the six, he I mean, 6K range, if you're looking for somebody. Um, I mean, he definitely and that's, stands out. Right, that's all you're really looking for is people to make the cut in this range. I mean, somebody to win in this range is very unlikely, and if they do, you're and you pick them, you're going to make quite a bit of money. Uh, as long as the rest of your team, it's, didn't it's almost it's almost like I kind of talked about last week. I mean, when you get down to these price ranges, you're almost picking your poison. You know, you you've got guys that are good in one area and poor in the other. So, um, you know, just kind of. Yeah. You're flipping a coin here. Uh, that's why we're here every week to give yeah. you who we think stat out well in this price range. Uh, that's why you listen to us. Yeah, and some some of his last finishes, though, I do want to be fully transparent with you. Um, he did make his last five cuts, but he never cracked the top 40 in any of those fives, five that he has made. So just know that. But again, like Jay said, we're just – you never know with the 6K range. I mean, we, we can feel – Fairly confident as we get a little higher up um, because you can pick some good guys out in the 7 and 8K range, obviously 9 and 10 and above. You're going to have guys that are good, but you can still pick some good guys in the 7K range that you're pretty confident they're going to make the cut. The 6K range, I don't know that you can say the same. I mean, there's some tournaments where if it's a stacked field, yeah, you can pick some guys in the 6K range that you're confident are going to make the cut because guess what? The field has all the best players in the world in it. But like a tournament like this, I mean, they're just like, okay, well, we know this name. We've heard of this name. We've heard of this name. Uh, everybody else is in the 6K range. I don't know who any of these guys are. Well, I mean, I've, you know some of them, but like they're guys that you just don't hear about anymore. So, again, it's tough to pick this range, but... 
And I'm, uh, I'm actually avoiding Ryan Moore here at 6,800. Uh, last 27 rounds, 84th in approach, 99th in strokes gain, 91 in putting. Uh, <clears throat> 73rd in total shots gained, but his favorite putting surface is Poana. Uh, this guy has lost more than half. Uh, averaging lost more than half of a um, stroke in putting um, on Bermuda or not Bermuda in general last turn last 10 tournaments he thought he's lost more than half a stroke um, on the green but missed the cut in the last three tournaments so yeah. I'm definitely avoiding this guy with all costs at this price range uh, risky play could be uh, Brian's stirred. He um, he is he missed his last two cuts though, but at the Wyndham he finished fifteenth. At the three M Open he was sixth, and Barbasol fifteenth, and at the John Deere he was eighth. But he again he did uh, he did miss his last two cuts. So again, like I said, that's, this is what you're going to get in this uh, in this price range though. You're going to get these guys that. Play well, miss four cuts. Make two cuts, miss seven cuts. Win a tournament? No, not win a tournament, but place top ten, miss another couple cuts. But that's what you can expect. So that's all I got, though. Yeah, um, so uh, just to kind of finish it off here, um, you've, you, in the show notes we always put kind of how to reach out to us on social media. Uh, Josh has got our little Facebook page up. Um, we're on TikTok, uh, Instagram. Josh, you didn't post any uh, golf tip videos this week, huh? What's up with that? No, I've been I've been working so much. I've been back and forth working on the website. Um, I did put the website up. I just I made it live so you guys can see it. Um, there is no products on it yet. I just wanted to put that up so you guys can see the blog and you guys can get the written version of all of our picks or all of my picks. Um, so that way you can just see it again. Like I said, I already put the Sanderson Farms Championship up there. I put that up there yesterday of some of the stuff I have on there. And again, I've just been working so much with suppliers right now. I'm trying to get the... Trying to get everything straight, and speaking of which, that's actually one of my suppliers that just sent me a message. Nice, but I will I will yeah, say, Josh, getting some um, designs. I, I've uh, seen some of your sample shirts, and they they look really good. Um, hopefully, we can yeah. get a sneak peek out here soon. And um, yeah, so my goal is I want very unique designs. I want you to look good, but clean. I want it clean looking on the golf course, like so there. It it's hard. It's very difficult, but I'm not going to launch anything until um, I know it's 100%, and that's the way I want that shirt to look. So again, you're not going to find these shirts anywhere. You're not. It's not going to be your typical golf shirt. So I think you guys are going to be pretty impressed when you see some of the apparel that I do launch. Um, so yeah, that's why I haven't been able to update a lot of these social medias. But once I do get all my products in and upload. Uh, some of my products on the website, I will be back on TikTok and I, cause I mean, I got to promote the business, right? So I will be a lot more active on social media. Yeah. I'm waiting for some of them golf tips. At least start with the grip. I mean, you got a damn net in the garage. 
So, yeah, no, I was actually doing that the golf other day. Grip, I was looking down at the know. grip. I'm like, God, does this look so like Dave's? Just me sitting in the garage looking down at my grip. Oh, this is how you grip a club, or would it look better on a golf course? So, um, I plan on. That's another thing I plan on doing. I plan on giving not only swing tips, but I want to make a section of my website that is literally from A to Z about the golf swing. So your basic fundamentals, down, which would be your grip, alignment, um, ball position, that is the baseline of what you need to learn before anything else. Because with bad alignment, it doesn't matter what you do. You're not set up. You're set up for failure. So it's going to be structured in order of the way you learn the golf swing. And then, you know, and then after that, I'll have the backswing with some checkpoints where you want to be at and what you're looking for and moves you want to try to make or feel. And then I'll go on to the downswing. And then I'll also have a section that's a short game. So putting, chipping and stuff like that. So I want, I, eventually the website is going to be a one-stop shop for everything. So fantasy golf to golf tips to i'm trying to build just a big community so that's that's what lucky par is it's a big community that we're trying to build yeah and we'll also have uh we're trying to create a um i guess a group on facebook a community group that way um you know you can get you can join our community group uh we can all you know bullshit and kind of Go over what we need to go over. You know, you could also comment, you know, ask for advice, you know, give advice. I mean, you got to realize we've been playing golf for about 30, 30 or so years. Um, this is what we know, what we love, what we do. Um, so it, it, it's good to once in a while, you know, get out there and see, hey, what am I doing wrong or why am I hitting it out to the right? This golf community that we're going to build on Facebook We've got the questions and answers and all the golfers. We would love everybody to kind of join the group community. That way each other, we can help each other out. I mean, that's all that it's about is sharing love, helping each other out. Um, And it's a private, it's going to be a private community. It's going to be a private page. Obviously I'm going to have a public business page, but I'm going to create a private community page on Facebook where, um, we'll just put some stupid questions in there so we know you're like a legit person. Um, you know, what, what's your favorite golf clubs? What's your favorite putter? What, what's your, what golf ball do you currently play? Stuff like that. It's just, there's no wrong answer, but I just want to make sure, you know, that you're legit and you want to come in and, and be part of the community. And again, there's not going to be any stupid questions, stupid, you know, there's, there's just no stupid questions. Golf is very frustrating as it is. I know that. Um, I can go out one day and shoot under par. And then the next day, like I just played last week and I shot 76. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So it, 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 it's, it's a struggle for everybody and the community that, you know, that's a great place for everybody to every, it's a great place for everybody to be part of in the golfing community. I mean, we know how hard the game is. So if you need help with something, just throw it in the community and then you'll get a lot of people helping you. So that's what we're looking to build here, and enough about enough about uh, sales and promos and <laughs> all that. But yeah, um, so we hope you guys like the podcast. Absolutely, and, we hope you guys and keep we're the green screen. And we are uh, we are getting on. Uh, it's tough, uh, you know, with the name brand. We were under par at one time. Now we're lucky par. But you know, getting us back on. You know, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on. Uh, Spotify, we're on iHeart, we're on TuneIn, 
um, trying to get in with, uh, we were on Amazon, um, with our, with our previous brand, bringing Amazon back. Uh, so you can find us where, you know, you listen to your local, uh, podcasts. Also, uh, Josh is going to also pause, uh, post our, our shows on the website. So you'll be able to listen to those shows there. Um, we are going to start doing live recordings, uh, of our videos, why we're talking so you'll be able to see us talk as well um but we all appreciate you guys tuning in tonight go uh good luck with uh, this weekend's tournament and uh make your screens be green right josh is that what we love uh lucky yeah, par we, said, we love the green screens yeah when i tried saying it i said uh green and i don't know what i said but anyhow <laughs> yeah let you let your screens be green that's that's the motto we have so go win yourself some money and have fun and enjoy your week, boys. You guys have a Take good care. night, good weekend, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>